Reformation Fellowship provides support and fellowship to all who would stand for the reformation of Christ's church worldwide. We long to see the church revitalized by the gospel and seek to encourage all who share that vision. We gather together for gospel-hearted fellowship around gospel-minded theology. We are a ministry of union. Hello and welcome back to the Reformation Fellowship Podcast. My name is Justin Schell. I am your host, and I'm so glad that you've chosen to join us for this episode. We pray that everything we do here at the Reformation Fellowship helps you to delight in God, grow in Christ, uh, serve the church, and bless the world. Uh, We want to do that. We want to do that together. And so we pray that this is an encouraging time for you. And today is part two of a conversation that we are having with Joel Morris. Dr. Joel Morris is the Executive Director of Union based in the UK. He is on campus there in Wales at the Union School of Theology, and he is a friend here and a part of the Reformation Fellowship. Last week, if you missed it, we were talking with Joel about generosity and stewardship, Uh, but today we're going to talk about leadership and the leadership that pleases God, the leadership that looks to God and looks like Christ. So uh, we hope it's an encouragement to you, uh, whether you are leading many or just stepping into uh, your first uh, roles of service. Um, But here we go. Let's jump in now with Joel Morris on the topic of leadership. Joel Morris, welcome back to the Reformation Fellowship Podcast. We're so glad we could snag you for another episode. Hello, hello. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me back. Yes, yes. Uh, For those listeners who missed last week's topic, we discussed uh, stewardship and generosity, and you'll want to go back and listen to that. But today we're going to talk about a different topic. We're going to talk about leadership. Um, Joel, help us kind of understand where did where did this topic become important to you? What kind of take us into the, the life and times of Joel Morris and help us understand where uh, the moment maybe you realized, oh, gosh, this is this is more important than I've been. I've been thinking. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Um, OK, I guess it w- I would have to go back to university days um, when I was a Christian Union president. And it's, it was, it's always been something that's been thrust upon me rather than me going looking for a, an opportunity to, to lead, I think. I do think as well, it's, as you grow and as you, you take on more things, um, God does gift you for things like leadership. And there are skills, there are things that you, that you learn as well and, and, and that you develop in yourself. But I, I think I'm probably a reluctant leader in a sense. Mm. Uh, I've always enjoyed the, the strategy side of things and the planning and organizational side of things, not not the sort of stand up and lead at the front kind of. Mm. So, yeah, it's always been kind of thrust upon me uh, in a way when I was voted on, you know, to the committee in, in university. I enjoyed that, though. It, it was it was stretching and I think it sort of awoken something in me that 
I cared for people. I, I wanted to help people, other Christians in their walk. And I felt like I had a, a gift and maybe a calling to in, into leadership in, in, some, in some way, if not, in a sense, being in front of people again and, and, and having a, a good sort of speaking ability, which I don't think I do. But leadership is, is, is more than just speaking, isn't it? It's more than standing in front of people and giving a good speech. Yeah. It, it's embodying, it's, it's caring, it's nurturing, it's, it's bringing people, carrying people along with you. It's yeah. having a vision and leading people in a particular direction together and gathering them and keeping them together. Mm. And that really, yeah, was really, university was formative for me. Mm. And then I became an elder of, of my church in the city we lived, lived at. Uh, and again, I felt thrust <laughs> into it, as it were. And I think because I've, I've, I've been working in, in, in a professional way in business and in industry throughout you know, my professional life, uh, usually, I don't know if it's the same in America, but in, in Wales, elders tend to get appointed who, who are kind of, you know, people of professional people, they have a certain ability to lead. Perhaps they've skills that they've picked up from, from business or, or um, right. in the workplace, you know. Mm-hmm. And that, that sort of tends tends to happen. And and I was in a church in a in a city area that was quite quite a difficult area. And not not many people in the church were professionals and or were working. And so um, yeah, I ended up becoming an elder and then feeling stretched in, in terms of having to having to sort of provide some pastoral care and, and that was always quite testing for me, quite stretching and something I had to really work on and develop in myself and find that came very naturally to me and I was I lead at union you know under Michael Reeves um I, I'm on, on the leadership team in my church as well at, at the moment so I do it every day and it, it I was just I was saying to my pastor recently uh, that God's really developed something that I didn't have before in particularly in, in the sort of pastoral care area where mm. I, I've just found people coming to me with problems or with struggles or whatever it is. And I think I've, I've developed it over time. Whereas before I would have gone, why are they coming to me? You know, please <laughs> don't come to me, go to, you know, go to the pastoral dean or, you know, go to the wellbeing officer or something. Yeah. Uh, but more and more I found people coming in and uh, yeah, being able to pray with them, and I think it's it's really helped me develop as a leader to 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 be willing to develop that side of myself where it didn't mm-hmm. come naturally. Yeah. So yeah, that's a long answer for your question. Yeah. <laughs> no, we've got the the quick version of the the leadership story of Joel Morris. That's that's good. That uh, lays the lays the table for us as we move into the rest of our conversation. When you think of leadership in the church today, if I were ask you what the state of leadership in the church is what what would you say what comes to mind as you look at the church more broadly well i mean obviously there, there have been a lot of scandals and big news stories over the last couple of years on the with with pastors of, of big churches and leaders of christian ministries parachurch organizations as well so it, it's not been it's not been glowing is it it's been a lot of 
scandals about abuse and bullying and you know sexual problems and sin in oh, i can think of a lot a lot of different cases i'm sure you could think as well in in america and in the uk that really it's it leaves a really you know black mark on the, on on the church it's really sad but then again that's that's just sort of the big names isn't it and the big churches and the big organizations that some of these things have happened to which really are a minority uh, i think that there are loads of pastors out there the majority of pastors and 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 leaders who are just humbly serving and feeding the flock and just yeah just plodding on following the lord's calling on them and caring for the flock and and growing the church and i think that's that's they're, they're in the in the majority but we don't we don't get to hear about many you know much about those those people those stories because we get you know what flashes up in the, in the news or on social media is the big oh you know what happened to this guy look what happened look what he did and i know there's something going on there or, yeah oh yeah it's just sad isn't it yeah i um increasingly hear predictions of you know 2022 likely being a year where many pastors will leave their positions not for scandal not for really anything they've done but because after the last two years during this this season of the pandemic as well as just a season where it's easy for those of us who aren't leading to to tweet and comment and find every every flaw maybe instead of encouraging those that lead us instead of lifting them up holding their arms up strengthening their hands uh just let them uh wilt a little on the vine and um try to make it there by themselves and i i think i see obviously we all see the the big scandals the the big problems that are that are in the news mm. uh, but i i agree that most are trying to be faithful trying to serve and love their people well uh, but are really struggling in yeah. their energy, their their joy, their their hope for for their calling um, in ministry. So, yeah, um, I, I I think a key thing there is is not to be isolated and and not to isolate yourself or mm-hmm. allow yourself maybe to become isolated. Where I, I could think of a number of those guys who've you know had the scandals become so isolated from people even though I mean there's lots of people around them they feel very lonely they they're not accountable you know to anyone really maybe they have a board but especially the if the more profile the more popular you you are the more power you have and the more you can cover as well you know things that that are going on that aren't aren't good or helpful and Mm. again it's just that it's it's having people around you submitting to you know to a kind of brotherly accountability mm. friends yeah. and, and not allow yourself to become isolated and, and remote from, mm. you know, from, from, from people who, who, who love you and who have your back and, and want the best for you. Mm. Um, yeah, that's probably the um, wise counsel for just the tired pastor as well, isn't it? Mm. Um, friendship <laughs> with like-minded linking arms with like-hearted other gospel ministers that's well i mean that's kind of like one of the hopes i have for reformation fellowship that would be a fellowship of friends would form you know within within this sort of global network but friends that would link arms and and kind of keep each other accountable and and Mm. pray for each other and and 
care about each other that that is yeah it's rare these days isn't it it's 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 hard in our in our kind of modern life in our busy lives to to prioritize time to do this and and to and to really to 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 seek to do it uh in a in an open way with with friends and with yeah with people that you can trust and um, it's so essential it's it's so essential because mm-hmm. we're you know we're not we're not meant to be isolated and we're not meant to, you know we we kind of teach our flock you know whether it's, you know in the church you 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 teach your flock that you know we need to be disciple we need to we're in union together we need to be united we need to gather in house groups and we need to gather in church in you know in in meetings and services and and yet it's easy for for leaders to become sort of outside of that and not and not sort of enter into you know to what they're trying to get their flock to to do or what you know things that they've maybe they've set up it's easy to kind of run run the show without being part of the the kind of program if you like um, mm-hmm. and as I mean obviously we we do that here at union we you know I, I we run things I run things conferences and, and gatherings and it's easy when you when you're running stuff running events not to really be part of it but you're kind of on the outside looking in I think that's the same can be true of 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 a large church mm-hmm. or the church and um, where the pastor is is focused on or the leader is focused on service you know service provided you know providing and running things and and mm-hmm. not sort of yeah. kind of be part of the community anymore but yeah. sort of separate to it and I think that yeah. can happen easily if we're not careful yeah I, I see that uh, tendency in my own life and I see uh, a number of friends who are pastors who who struggle with that yeah that's a good word help us think when you think about ministry leaders when you think of pastors gospel ministers help us understand leadership as as you think of, about it biblically as you think theology of leadership help us kind of wrap our minds around what god has to say about this topic where where's their life to be found from god as we think about this topic what do you, what would you say before we get back to our conversation We want to let you know how you can become a member of the Reformation Fellowship. You've heard our heart here in interviews. You you hear it every time a new episode opens up. You hear we're here to gather like-minded, like-hearted gospel ministers to uh, know one another, to encourage one another, and to partner together for the Reformation of Christ Church worldwide. That's what we're about. And if that's your heart, you can go to Ref fellowship.org and register free membership that gets you access to some some discounts some free goodies access to we're going to do some live live conversations through zoom with church leaders with leading theologians and scholars as well so uh, go there to to find out all about the benefits of membership but i do want to draw your attention to one more benefit march 22nd 2022 in naperville illinois we're going to host a Reformation Fellowship Gathering. It is a gathering for members of the fellowship and special invitees only. So we hope you'll join the fellowship and we also hope you will consider joining us for what we're calling the Welcome to the Fellowship Gathering. This is a gathering of pastors, planters, theologians, and leaders seeking to know and encourage each other 
as well as to consider an invitation to greater gospel unity and partnership. The schedule will include plenary addresses by leaders such as Michael Reeves, Dane Ortland, and Dustin Binge, as well as specific times for intentional networking and fellowship. It's a one-day gathering hosted by Naperville Presbyterian Church there in Naperville, Illinois. Again, go to reffellowship.org to join the Reformation Fellowship and to find details about the Welcome to the Fellowship Gathering. That's March 22nd, 2022. We hope you'll put it on your calendar and we hope to see you there. That sort of Sunday school um, standard answer of, of Jesus <laughs> um, comes to mind, I guess, unsurprisingly, just, just the, how he modeled leadership on, on earth uh, with his disciples as a servant leader. And, you know, we see, and actually now it's, it's, it is being recognized in, in secular leadership, even that sort of servant leadership um, concept that... Right. It's really biblical, um, and so that's that's not going to be a surprise to anybody. But just the way that Christ served his his disciples again, we we can we can we can say yes, that amen, absolutely, and kind of revert to being target focused, goal driven kind of leaders. That you know, here's the vision, you know, that God's called us to. Here's where we're going, and we're going to get there, whatever it takes, you know. It's that sort of mentality. And you end up having shepherds who, who are feeding off the flock instead of protecting the flock and nurturing and caring for the flock, mm. where, you know, your, your people are going to help you get there. They're going to, whether you're in the church or you're in, you're in a, um, a ministry sort of situation, or even you know, even in a, in a in the workplace. I mean, your your team, your people, are, you all need to get there as one you know as one group, as one team. Um, otherwise, you've you've got a kind of dictator relationship um, with the leader at the top, saying this is what I want to do, and we're going to get there. <laughs> it doesn't matter who we have to kind of crawl over to, you know, who, who we need to sacrifice to get there. Um, so your people become expendable and. You know, it's it's not shepherding. That's not if you think about the church. It's not that's not shepherding the flock and caring for the flock. That's not serving the people that you lead. So there's it can be a disconnect between practice and theology, isn't it? Between the Bible and and our practice, where we 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 say, yeah, we as leaders we we are here to serve serve people and and love them and and you know really give ourselves for them and nurture them. But it, it can it can it can drift into something else quite easily. It can it can it can drift in, into a more sort of goal focused kind of enterprise or machine. Where I mean, I I've I've seen some churches that are kind of run like businesses, even mm-hmm. um, with a kind of hierarchy, and it you know it just it just it it chews people up. And, and that's not what the church is meant to be, is it? That's not the body of Christ. And, and, and that's not what ministries are meant to be either, you know. Um, and I know ministries aren't churches, obviously. Um, but, I mean, as a Christian leader myself in, in union, you know, I've really, I've really wanted to do that better. I really wanted to look after people better. Whereas I, I, I was quite task-focused coming in, from you know from industry when i when i came into union to work 
um, when God called me here. But I really discovered the importance of of nurturing people and getting behind them and enabling them and equipping them to do what God's called them to do, to use their gifts. And that's been a real joy, actually. So I'm not, in a sense, I'm not prioritizing myself. It's not about me and me doing this, this and this. And they're just going to help me get there. It's, a, it, it's, it's really drilling that sort of servant-hearted leader in, into, your, into your practice, praying with people, taking time to care for them. It's, it's just applying, applying what we know from the Bible. Um, mm. It's, uh, yeah, and even, yeah, I mean, obviously, if unhelpful things are going on, if, if we need to correct people in love, that's, that's, that's right as well, and that's helpful for them. Because you're you're trying to you're trying to do something for their for their good and for their health and you know as a Christian and and build and build them up. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to build people up. And I think it's it's really important. I, I think quite often you know Christian ministries could do this better. I mean you you I don't know people people call it teamwork, but um, I I think it's 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 a very biblical model of of, of building up um, people building up people in the love of Christ and, and, mm. um, in, and yeah, in enabling them to be successful, enabling them to, to, to flourish and, and to fly and to, and to develop themselves. Mm. And that's, that's going to benefit the ministry. That's going to benefit the church. It's going to grow the church as they disciple mm. others as well. And, um, mm. I think, uh, this, I mean, there's so much to, obviously it's a massive question. Yeah. Well, I, 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 so, I hear you. You, you use the word teamwork there. You know, obviously, we in the in the church will often talk about um, complementary gifts or <laughs> a plurality of leadership of some kind. Uh, I think we we get that. Um, not that we're we're that great at applying it sometimes. Mm. Um, and then, uh, you know, I was talking to a approaching eighty year old Malaysian man mm. um, who's who's been leading in the church there. Uh, in really, in, in some sense, the global church in different seasons, uh, locally, um, regionally, has has led in a number of ways. Was a bishop in the the Methodist Church there, mm-hmm. and one of the things he's campaigning for is let's just throw out the word lead or leadership mm-hmm. in the church. And his 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 reasoning is is that um, even with a word like servant leadership. Um, the word for Christians as they go about their ministry is just servant. It's a slave. It's bond slave. It's you want to be the greatest. Well, then you've got to be the servant of all. We're all following Jesus's leadership. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know that I agree that we, that not using the word leadership is, is always helpful, but I, for me, it, it challenged me to, to start at least remembering that whatever role I'm in, if we call it a leadership role, or if there are those that I lead or they, they, I'm responsible for my, uh, my call towards those people is to, to die to myself, to stoop and wash feet, to uh, put them first, to become the servant of all of them. Mm. And uh, I think that's, that's a real challenge to reframe my role is is not to get things done <laughs> first and foremost, mm. uh, or not to tell everyone what to do, or not to simply 
cast my vision and, and tell everyone what part they can play in it. But first and foremost, to to serve them. Yeah. And I've got to be honest, I, I don't know if you feel this way, but uh, when I start thinking the, the I, I feel a hitch in my in my flesh that says, but but we won't be able to get things done then. <laughs> um, which shows how little trust I have in in the ways of God and and the the, the methodology mm. of uh, displayed by Christ. Of, uh, he obviously had followers and he served all of them and uh, he accomplished all that that needed to, to be done. You know, allow people to make mistakes or give them license. You know, sort of license to to make mistakes. Or we we tend to overreach, you know, and micromanage, and be, because we want it to be perfect or we want it to be right or what whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, it it sort of it we and you know we can undermine our people and we can we can knock their confidence and and they don't grow and and that's so easy to do in a in a small organization. Um, or, or small church where, you know, I remember growing up in, in in my church and the pastor did everything from, you know, setting up the chairs to uh, preaching to doing communion and leading the Bible study. And, you know, it was just a one-man show. But that was that was why the church didn't grow, really. I mean, you know, it, it was self-limiting. Whereas if you raise up leaders and if you enable them, and it, it's the way to grow, it's the way to... What well, disciple, disciple people, making disciples and discipling them, you know, raising them up to grow in Christ, and and some of them will will take on responsibilities and and, and become servants of others as well. The thing yeah. that you talked about, servant, kind of triggered a um, something that we're also servant, you know, servants of the Lord, leaders as 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 church leaders, pastors, elders. The Lord does call certain people and and gift them to do specific things in the church. And like Moses was, it was called the servant of the Lord. And so Joshua was, you know, became, you know, Moses's successor in, in a way. And um, Moses laid his hands on him and to to take the people into the land, to, to in, you know, inherit the land, as it were. And, uh, yeah. and I do think that sort of, the sense of calling is, you know, is upon people that God is, God exalts, God equips. And, and that's, yeah, that's important to remember that we're, 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 we're serving the people that we're called to lead, but also we're serving the Lord and, and responsible to him. And, and um, he expects more out of, out of us who, who, who do that, who, who lead. I think more is required from us, you know. Well, as you think of um, resources related to leadership, um, what are, what are, what are a few that you would recommend to our listeners as they uh, they think I want to I want to go deeper on this topic? What would you recommend? I read Armola's one. I think it was called "Convicted to Lead," something like that. I think conviction to lead. Conviction to lead. Yeah, that's it. And that was that was helpful. It was practical. I like that it connected the you know theology convictions with with the practice of, of, of leading, doing and, and, and doing and, and actually got, got quite practical and, and talked about things like social media and, and writing and things like that. I, I thought it was really helpful mm. in, in a practical way. Obviously, I'm writing a book on leadership. And <laughs> um, I don't know when that's going to be done, done by, but um, watch this space. Do we have a name and a publication date? 
Um, I need to submit it by March next year. And I think uh, it's going to be something like Be Courageous, Leading with Joshua, something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's it's basically a character study of Joshua, going through the book of Joshua. Mm -hmm. And just just trying and trying to glean little little nuggets from the life of Joshua and how how he led his his people and he had a mission and he had a calling and it was a journey and yeah it's it's still writing it so you know I don't know I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah any anything else? I think it's helpful to read biographies, even like non-Christian biographies can be helpful. Just just sometimes you get a good writer, a good biographer and, and you you get really great wisdom um but just that recently um Ligonier published a biography on Sproul mm. and I, I just think you can learn a lot from from their journey from their experience and, and how they approach things and just their life I think it's really yeah. important to you know to kind of glean as much as we can yeah mm. from from some of these guys I mean like you know because they're God did great things with them. Um, God grew their ministries. God blessed them and gave them a platform. And uh, and they did great, great good. I mean, think of lots of famous people, obviously that that God, you know, God calls and John Piper and, and people like that, and who have a big reach. I mean, I, I remember reading one of Piper's books, being on the mission field and. Found it tremendously helpful, like speaking into my very situation. I know mm -hmm. that's the, the Lord speaking as well. Yeah, but yeah. Learn. I think learn learning from from leaders that we know, learning from their mistakes as well. Yeah, nothing else comes to mind on on leadership. Yeah. Okay. But I think I think I think the more I look at leadership and just sort of as a student, I mean, I think we should be connecting theology with leadership more. Um, and it's yeah, it can be very pragmatic again, isn't it? And and kind of um, uh, worldly, you know, using a worldview, a worldly view to kind of a, a model to impose on on Christian leadership. I think right. perhaps we should be a bit more theological and mm. not yeah, a bit obviously biblical. But you could say, well, well, let's be biblical, but but end up quite pragmatic without thinking it through without drilling into yeah. the theology of it and yeah, I think we could do a bit more work on that and maybe mm. will be a lot of good in that yeah I would probably throw in John Piper's we are not professionals brothers we are not professionals yeah yeah, yeah. Um, as, a, as a good good resource that kind of does a little bit of what you're talking about there so. well Joel thank you so much for joining us for a second conversation here um, we appreciate your time joining us on the Reformation Fellowship podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, dear listeners, we're glad you joined us. We hope this has been an encouragement to you and hope to see you next time. God bless. We're so glad you've joined us here on the Reformation Fellowship podcast. We'd love to connect with you on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And please, in all those places, do not hesitate to reach out. Let us know how we can serve you, pray for you, serve your churches in any way possible. God bless.